0: Joining me now, uh, again, is Bill English from BibleInBusiness.com. Welcome back, sir.
1: Hey, good to be back. How are you doing?
0: I'm well. Well. <laughs> as well
1: as you can be a week before Christmas, and where 19 people anxiety. are going to yeah. descend
0: on your house. Yeah, it's, I, a, I, I clearly have a growing anxiety about you do. Uh, what's happening. You I do.
1: You, maybe we should Maybe we should just pray for no. this girl on the air, right? You know. Sure,
0: go right ahead. <laughs> I, I received that. You brought it up. I oh, brought, it, brought up. it up, man. You All, all, right. Go. all
1: right, let's go. Uh, Lord, we ask right now that you would uh, bless Carmen and her husband and the family and all that has left to be done, that you would make it work out in such a way that you get the glory and the honor and that everyone knows that they are loved and accepted by you. In your name, amen.
0: Amen. 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 Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So when I go to visit Bibleandbusiness.com, yes. I encounter um, uh, an article entitled Investing Ourselves in Those Who Are Not Like Us. Yep. Um, uh, in order to do that i 'm going to have to know some people who are not like me uh, that 's not necessarily hard to find, but figuring out how to invest in them is sometimes challenging So talk with us about um, about this uh, about this piece and this strategy well,
1: the strategy is is very simple. we make friends with people who are not like us and not just cursory friends, like, you know, oh, I kind of know them. And, you know, we really invest in a, a a good friendship with people who believe differently than us. I'm not talking politically here, I'm talking religiously and uh, and people who just simply don't believe the same things we believe and we get to know them and we let them get to know us.
0: Now, this should be fairly simple because most people in the culture today, most Most people, most people in your house, most people in your neighborhood, most people you work with, most people you encounter everywhere all the time, do not believe as you believe. Like this should be simple to do. It should be easy for me to find, uh, identify people who do not share my worldview. I think what's challenging, Bill, is it's so much easier just to make a friend who does share my worldview um, and, you know, sort of stay in my own tribe than it is to figure out how to become a friend of a person outside of that um, way of thinking.
1: Well, I I don't think anybody would argue that we like to be with our own kind, right? Whether it's racially, religiously, politically, regardless of what it is, uh, all of us tend to want to be with people who are like us and who we are like them. Uh, The hard part is reaching out and establishing relationships uh, where uh, they're not like you and they don't have the same belief system and they don't have uh, the same values that, that you might have. and But that is exactly what I think God calls us to do in terms of us being light and salt in this earth. We are called to get out of our comfort zone, to get out of those who are like us, not to abandon those who are like us, but to also invest in those who are not like us.
0: All right, so I want to then dig into this article because um, you actually had this—I mean, this these experiences have been confirmation of yes. the faith. They yes. have not been destructive to your faith. Correct. So let's just talk about belief number one. We don't go to heaven because we are good people. We go to heaven because we accept Christ as our Savior and Lord.
1: Yeah, I, I, I am surprised at how many people— how many Christians will get on the you're wrong bandwagon and preach to those who are living in sin and saying, because you are living in sin, because you are living with a woman that is not your wife, because you are in a homosexual relationship, because you are greedy and you're taking money from people whom you shouldn't be taking it from, because of those things, you're going to go to hell. And that is clearly not what the scriptures teach. The scriptures teach that the reason we go to heaven is because we accept Christ as our savior and lord. And the reason we go to hell is because we don't. And it's really that simple. And the the outgrowth of that, what that looks like might be a life filled with sin, but who of us didn't have a life filled with sin before we came to Christ? And after we came to Christ, who of us hasn't had a journey of sanctification where sin is is sometimes slowly, sometimes quickly being eradicated from our lives? No, you go to heaven because you accept Christ. You go to hell because
0: you don't. Talk about that um, in in the relationship that you um, that you describe uh, this friend that you have, um, who really has been rejected yeah, by, Christians, has. by Christians by mm-hmm. Christians um, because of some choices that he has made in his life. Um, talk, talk about that.
1: Yeah, he's he's transgendered. Uh, he, it's a growing friendship that I have. It's a professional relationship, uh, and but it's it's going to eventually grow into a personal friendship, I believe. Uh, this gentleman has um, probably uh, twenty to thirty uh, years of friendships with Christians, and once he came out and started to dress like a woman and started to do some other things that were um, uh, gender confusing, I think to his to his friends, a number of them just preached to him and told him that he was wrong, he was going to go to hell, and then they just cut off. I mean, they they, they cut off from this guy. Uh, and um, it really came across to me that, uh, I'll, I'll say it's, it's a her, her Christian friends acted as if for them to be faithful to God, they had to draw the line, dissociate themselves as in, in their attempt to convince her of her sin. Now, her sin, I think, is a bridge too far for a lot of Christians to go. But at the same time, how in the world are, how how is she going to receive that? How in the world
0: is she going to come to Christ? Right. I mean, if we burn the bridge, burn right, the which bridge. is essentially what you're saying, like, right. Okay. So she has crossed a bridge that Christians would absolutely recognize as a, a, a deep act of confusion, acting on a deep confusion. At a minimum. Um, yeah. At a minimum to, to be living now as something that is not god's best let's just describe it that way right and that's where that's the way she's currently living and for christians to then burn the bridge across which she would ever have to return like right i mean right. this this doesn't make any sense right and that's what i mean i think that's what you're saying is that you know friendship um has to be able to transcend the bad decisions my friends make it does not mean that i um, affirm what they are doing. It does mean that I continue to offer my friendship. They know who I am. They know where I stand. They know it's unyielding, um, but I ought to be—I um, I ought to be an anchor to whom they can return. You know, if and when God so calls them and they so respond.
1: Isn't it Romans 2, after God has given them over to their sin, that it says that knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance?
0: That's exactly right.
1: You know, isn't yeah. isn't it the kindness and love that brings them back, not the preaching and the cutting off and the establishing of a moral boundary? Look, I'm not trying to say that there aren't moral boundaries. I'm not trying to say that we give up what we believe. But for heaven's sakes, if we cut off from those who are not like us, then we are not gonna be salt and light and we will never be effective in bringing uh, the loss to Jesus Christ. It just won't happen.
0: All right, Bill English and I are gonna continue this conversation in just a moment. The article is posted at bibleandbusiness.com. It's entitled, Investing in Those Who Are Different Than Ourselves. We'll be right back. Okay, it's hard to be salt and light um, if you're sticking it inside a box. And so, when Jesus talks about not putting your light under a bushel basket, when he talks about being the salt of the world, he's actually giving us these uh, these indications that the authentic Christian lives out the Christian faith in the context of an unbelieving world and makes friends, actually, you know, establishes relationships. Um, uh, with people who do not agree with us. Like, this is actually, by the way, how evangelism eventually works. So how the Word of God gets out into the world that he so loves through people like you and me. Talking now with Bill English about how we invest in those who are different than ourselves. Bill, let's pick up um, the conversation where we left it off. I I think that one of the great challenges we face is just, frankly, how hard it is. To, uh, to develop a real friendship with somebody who believes things that are just diametrically opposed to what we believe. It's hard to be in
1: those kind of relationships because they are they get messy. You're going to have points, <clears throat> what I call clash points, in those friendships where you believe one thing, your friend believes something else, and there has to be some maturity there where you agree to disagree and you look past that so that you can have a friendship. One of my best friends on this face of this earth is a strong Catholic. And early on, he and I agreed that the things that divide us are less than the things that unite us. And the thing, the one person that unites he and I is Jesus Christ. He believes in Christ. He believes that Christ has saved him from his sins. That's where his trust is. That's where my trust is. So the differences that that uh, uh, divide us, so to speak, or or between Christians and, or evangelicals anyways, and Catholics, uh, we decided to put those aside. And we can talk about them, but we talk about them in a way where we're educating each other in what we believe, but we're not trying to convince each other that the other is right. Instead, we focus on what unites us. And that has led to a very wonderful friendship. uh, And uh, I love this man dearly. And and, uh, that's the way I handle that messiness, right? You have to be able to talk about it up front. So with my transgendered friend, at some point, we're going to have to talk about his transgenderedness, my straightness, and we're going to have to educate ourselves a little bit about that and look past that so that we can have a friendship.
0: And and, At the most basic level, part of that is just not being afraid of that other person right? Um, and not being afraid that, you know, that's catching. Like, right, it's not catching. I mean, a, a foreign faith is not catching to me. Um, uh, a way of approaching life that is denigrating to the physical body is not – I mean, that's not catching. It's not – I don't have a temptation toward that. I'm not um, – there's nothing about that that I find attractive into which I'm going to be drawn. Um, and so uh, on the flip side, I want the way that I'm wearing the faith, um, I want the way that I am walking the faith out into the world – to be a beautiful demonstration of the gospel, something that's winsome, something that other people would be attracted to. Like, you know, I don't really know that everybody wants to be my friend. I get that because I think a lot of people would think that'd just be exhausting. Um, but, um, but the truth of the matter is, there's nobody about whom I'm not interested. Uh, uh, you know, about whose eternal uh, life I'm not interested and desirous that they would be spending it where I'm going to be spending it in the company of Jesus Christ. And so if that's my heart's desire, then it's not about me and how I'm different than the people who I encounter in the world and whatever their particular sin proclivity is, because I have mine too. Um, it's all about whether or not we're our eyes are fixed on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of the faith, if our hearts are set on heaven um, versus the things of this world. And so I think if we can get to some common ground points with other people, even people who with whom we share seemingly nothing. Other than, you know, physical space. Um, I mean, I I don't know about you. I find it pretty easy to strike up conversations with total strangers because we are inhabiting the same physical space at a certain point in time. And all I have to do is point something out that we're both sharing and say, you know, and and use that as the common ground upon which the conversation can start.
1: You know, you're more of an extrovert than I am. (laughs) I have a little bit harder time on that point. (laughs) But 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 your point is well taken. Your 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 point is well taken.
0: Well, and I'm actually an introvert. It's exhausting for me, but I'm committed to doing it. Oh my, yeah. Oh my, committed to. I'm just committed to doing it.
1: Look, um, the reason Jesus was able to sit with sinners and have dinner with them is because he was a likable guy, and because he was able to look past their sin and saw into their hearts and was able to love them where they were. And that's what we need to do with people who are not like us.
0: Amen. I like point number four. Don't be surprised if you don't find yourself liking your new friend. And don't be surprised if they are surprised that you're a Christian who seems to be, who seems to like being with them. Um, All right. The article, the piece is just fantastic. I really want to send people. It's such provocative, conversational fodder. Um, Not only for this time of year, but really for every day. You can find it at Bibleandbusiness.com, investing ourselves in those who are not like us. Bill English, thank you so much and Merry Christmas. And Merry
1: Christmas to you. And may in 2020, both you and I make one new good friend who isn't like us. Amen.
0: We'll be right back.